Today's broadcast of Bagels and Blessings has been previously recorded at an earlier time. Shalom, Chaverim. That's Hebrew for hello, friends. And Shabbat Shalom. That's Hebrew for Sabbath peace. This is Ethel Chadwick. Welcome to another week of Bagels and Blessings. I'm really excited to share this interview with you today. I chatted with Michael David. It's the second time he's been on the program. You're going to love his wonderful music. Stay tuned. Shabbat 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 Shalom Shabbat Shalom Shabbat Shalom Shabbat 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 Shalom Am Yisrael Am Yisrael Am Yisrael Chai 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 Od Avinu Chai Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Congregation Shemayas Rael. We are a messianic congregation made up of Jews and Gentiles who believe that Jesus, or Yeshua, is the promised Messiah. Our services contain Jewish liturgy and Davidic dancing, and we celebrate the Feasts of Israel. We meet at 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton, and our services are Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock a.m. Please join us for worship. And while you're in the building, be sure to check out the Fig Tree Messianic Bookstore and Gift Shop. Now open on Wednesdays from 3 to 5, Thursdays from 2 to 5, and Saturdays after services up till 1 o'clock p.m. You can call the Fig Tree Bookstore at 585-484-7775. The Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop is a great place for books, CDs, cards, jewelry, and so much more. So be sure to check them out when you visit the Congregational Building. And now, when you make a purchase at the Fig Tree Bookstore, you can fill out a raffle ticket. Those names will be drawn for a prize from Bagels and Blessings. So those of you in the Rochester, New York area, be sure to visit Shemayas Royale and the Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop and fill out your ticket for a chance to win a prize from Bagels and Blessings. And we can't wait to see you at Shemayas Royale on Saturday night, February 25th. We are going to have an amazing variety show, a delicious yummy bake sale, and raffle prizes all night long, and a concert from Sue and Brian Samuel. What more could you want? Speaking of Sue Samuel, here's one of her songs, Just to Whet Your Appetite.
Sue and her husband, Rabbi Brian, will also be ministering at our Shabbat service the morning of February 25th. So come in the morning and just plan on being with us all day and all night. It'll be great. Here is a song from the new CD from Makedem. The new CD is called Eshkona, and this song is called Ever Kayona, and I'll tell you the translation after the song.
Wow, that song had such beautiful harmony. I loved it. Okay, this comes from Psalm 55, verses 6 and 7. I say, if only I had the wings of a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. I would fly away and be at rest. Behold, I will wander off far. I will rest in the desert. Selah. So, there you have it. Ever Kayona, Wings of a Dove. This is Ethel Chadwick. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Stay tuned for my interview with Michael David. In the meantime, here's some cool music from Elena Watson. Owego Israel. I'd like to thank Excellent Air Heating and Cooling for sponsoring Bagels and Blessings. Give them a call today at 585-889-7840. They're a family-owned and operated business. Their prices are fantastic. They will take care of your air conditioner in the summer and your furnace in the winter. Give them a call today because they love the Lord and they are excellent. Excellent Air Heating and Cooling, 585 889-7840.
Here's Joshua Aaron. He's coming soon. Anu bazot hu He's coming soon. He's coming soon. With joy, we welcome his return. It may be morn. It may be night. Here's some music from Zipporah and Michael David. In a little while, you're going to hear my interview with Michael, but I thought you would enjoy some of their music as well.
You've been enjoying some music from Zipporah and Michael David. Now, Michael plays the harp, and you're going to hear some of his beautiful skills on that instrument later in the program. But right now, I think I'm going to play another song from Zipporah and Michael, so enjoy.
Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Shema Yisrael Messianic Congregation. Your tax-deductible contributions will help keep this program on the air. Make checks out to Shema Yisrael, that's S-H-E-M-A-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L, and please put Bagels and Blessings on the memo portion of your check. Send your contributions to Bagels and Blessings, Post Office Box 192, Scottsville, New York, 14546-0192. And you're invited to come and experience Messianic worship in person Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton. So this would be a good time to remind you that Bagels and Blessings is a ministry. It does cost me $110 a week to stay on the air. So maybe you've been enjoying this program for many, many years, but you've never given anything towards the upkeep, if you will. Um, Please go to bagelsandblessings.com. You can click on Donate. That's the easiest way to contribute. But if you want to help me stay on the air, that would be great. I mean, it's a miracle, right? I've been on the air for 25 years. Can't believe it. Oy. All right. It's time for my interview with Michael David. I know you're going to love it. Michael David, welcome back to Bagels and Blessings. Well, it's so good to be on the show again with you, Ethel. Well, you know, I only have the important people back on it more than one time. (laughs) Well, you must be doing something good when they want you to come back. (laughs) (laughs) Praise the Lord. Well, I've had you guys on my program before, and there's a lot lot of talent you guys have and a lot of things to talk about. So why don't we just dig right in. Tell me a little bit about your, your, your ministry. Like, what is a messianic harpist? Uh, that's a good question, because there's not very many of us. But, uh, of course, uh, King David, uh, I have to say, was a messianic harpist, and uh, so I'm in good company. Well, I have to say I'm married to a Jewish believer, so I'm kind of like the Gentile who's been grafted in. And so my wife, Zipporah, has brought a a paradigm shift into my life in terms of, you know, our children were raised uh, to, uh, you know, believe not only uh, the new covenant, but also uh, to embrace their Jewish roots. So uh, we've kept biblically kosher in our home, and we celebrate the Levitical feasts. And, you know, for over 40 years, we have been sharing the message of the Hebraic roots of our faith. And so that's a a big component of uh, our identity and what we do. And, of course, our music actually reflects that messianic theme as we, you know, we sing the songs of Zion and we have our original music as well just reflects our faith in Yeshua as Messiah. And so we've traveled all around the world, and especially in Israel, and uh, shared this message of, you know, what it is to be a messianic believer as Jew and Gentile, one in Messiah, and so that's been our great joy. Actually, our son is an Israeli citizen, so we have a stake in the land, you might say. Great. Now, you said for over 40 years, so you guys must have started early, like when you were like three or four years old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, believe it or not, my wife and I have been married uh, for, uh, this year will be 41 years. So um, we've been singing and making beautiful music together for all those years, and of course, um have allowed that messianic theme in our lives to uh, just really give us a, a, a journey that has gotten us deeper and deeper into the heart of the God of Israel and how we've been able to share that with many, many Gentile believers and enrich their understanding of the scriptures and, of course, the Jewish heart of God. Praise the Lord. Well, sometime in another show, we'll have to talk about the the ways the Lord has blessed your marriage and what you believe is the key to a successful marriage, but that'll be another time. So what I'd like to know is, so I know you play the harp, and I, I know only maybe one other person that plays the harp. How long have you been playing, and how did you learn? Well, I've been playing over 20 years. And wow. I actually have a classical music background. I trained uh, as a youth on the piano, uh, and that enabled me to have enough musical theory and understanding to be able to jump right into the harp and so actually I'm self-taught. I've actually never had a lesson in my life. Um, but the harp has been uh, something that has really changed my whole life. Uh, I, I sort of grew into an understanding of the significance of the harp as it relates to the Bible and God's end-time plan. So this has really been uh, something that has uh, dominated my life in a very big way. Uh, so not only have I been playing the harp, but uh, I have been connecting with what God really is, is saying and doing through the ministry of the heart. 
Praise the Lord. You know, I learned piano and I have a hard time thinking about harp, but praise God that you learned. That's really cool. I really is. I'm, I'm... Well, if you open up a piano and you look inside, you see this big um, frame that they call a harp. And so the piano actually is a lot closer to the harp than, say, even the guitar. And so, um, it's, but it's a very ancient instrument and it goes uh, way back into the cultures of many peoples, but especially into the culture of the Jewish people. The harp is at the heart, I would have to say, of what God is doing in terms of worship, especially in Bible days. Well, tell me a little bit more about that. Like, is is there a special connection between Messianic Revelation and the harp? I would have to say that there's a very deep revelation between the playing of the harp and um, what God is, has revealed to his plan of salvation. And we see that throughout the scriptures. Actually, King David um, is probably the most well-known harpist um, in history, and uh, he was the progenitor of not only the messianic lineage, um, but also the use of the harp in worship as evidenced in his uh, life story and, and in the Psalms. You know, many people, you know, they associate the Psalms with King David, and he wrote 73 out of uh, 150 Psalms, and so uh, his uh, life of worship, especially on the harp, you know, you can imagine David playing in the fields before he was the king, he was a shepherd, and he had a few hours on his hands, and I believe that his time as he worshipped the Lord uh, out in the fields was what set him up in his life to become the king. As a matter of fact, when you think about when he uh, went to uh, battle Goliath, you know, the children of Israel have been listening to his taunts and all the uh, negative um, environment that they would have been sitting under. But David was busy sitting in the field worshipping God, so when he came to uh, that battle with Goliath, he was already filled with the worship of God and filled with the Spirit of God. And so I believe that, that he set an, advantage, an example for us to, to live in such a way that we are living in a different atmosphere. And the, the sound of the harp, I believe, is something that God intended. You know, David was the one who was responsible for actually setting up all those Levites to worship by the thousands. And... Uh, you know, even in his the tabernacle of David and later in Solomon's temple. And so the book of Amos actually says that David was an inventor of harps. And, uh, and so, so he must have, a, have had a very clear understanding how harps were constructed and how he thought that would be appropriate for worship in the temple. And so uh, when the people of Israel returned from um, the Babylonian captivity, the scriptures actually say that it was the harps of David that were restored. And so... You know, Amos also tells us that in the end times that the tabernacle of David be, would be restored. So there's something very mystical about uh, the worship of God on the harp and what King David established in his tabernacle and ultimately uh, what happened in, um, uh, in, in the, the prophetic that would indicate that when God was going to reestablish the tabernacle of David, that it would have something to do with that worship. But we read in First Chronicles 25 um, where David actually commanded the Levites uh, to play the harps. Uh, it says right there, it says, Moreover, David and, and the captains of the army separated for the service some of the sons of Asaph, of Heman, and of Jephthah, who should prophesy with harps, string instruments, and cymbals. And uh, skipping down to verse 6, it says, all these were under the direction of their father uh, for the music in the house of the Lord with cymbals, string in instruments, and harps for the service of the house of God. And they were all under the authority of the king. And so King David commanded um, the Levites to worship uh, on the harp. And so uh, in verse 7 actually says, So the number of them with their brethren who were instructed in the songs of the Lord, who uh, were all skillful, was 288, and they cast lots for their duty, the small as well as the great, the teacher with the students. So there was a whole education system set up um, that David was uh, instigating the use of the harp. And so I actually believe that uh, when David set that up, and the, in prophetically speaking in, in, in the book of uh, Amos, uh, that this, is, this playing of the harp is part of the restoration of the tabernacle of David. And, you know, we, today we have these wonderful 
prayer houses. It's a whole movement. There's over 20,000 prayer houses around the world, not churches, but places where um, continuous prayer and intercession is being made all around the world. So I believe that, that this restoration that we have this, of the messianic line of King David, uh, who commanded the Levites to worship and pray 24-7, that here we have an example of, of that messianic connection. Uh, and in these end times, what God is doing, restoring the, the house of Israel and bringing them back to the land, as it says in uh, Amos 9, and at the same time, it's the restoration of the tabernacle of David. So I really believe that there's a strong connection there. Wow, wow. And that's actually why wow. I initiated uh, my school, the prophetic harp, to raise up harpists and to pray and worship. Uh, in fact, in Israel, uh, in the, on the Mount of Olives, at the Jerusalem House of Prayer for All Nations, um, after I trained their staff and had a number of harp schools there, and has become the harp has become their primary worship instrument 24-7. So it's a very exciting to see how the, the, the prophetic harp has been uh, released. Okay. And my school has actually taken place in Israel and North America, Barbados, Guatemala, Singapore, um, all throughout um, Asia and Singapore. So uh, we have seen such a wonderful thing God doing with the harp. All right, so that's a lot to digest, and it's amazing. It's wonderful, and I want to talk more about your school, but I just want to ha have a few comments to make. Throughout my life, whenever I've heard the harp, I've always felt that it was supernatural. And it's interesting that when you see movies about God or angels or any kind of spiritual movie, you know, whenever the harp is played, usually there's angels and clouds and things. So there's, there's really something to that in, in the spirit world. And so you mentioned that you started a school of the prophetic harp. So I want to take a moment to let that sink in because that's, that's a big deal. You've been playing the harp for all these years and now God's put it upon your heart to start a school of the prophetic harp so you could raise up harpists to pray and worship all over the world. So tell me, how did you have the vision to do this? And, and tell me more about what's going on with this school. Well, as I began to uh, play the harp for myself, just to worship on the harp uh, as I picked it up, um, it became clear to me that there is a heavenly connection, as you were saying. Uh, people, it's not just a cliché, actually the scriptures are very clear that are even around the throne of God that there are 24 elders and they have the golden bowls which collect our prayers in the form of incense, yet, to be honest, and the other item they have is a harp. And so our prayers are conveyed to the throne of God uh, through the sound of the heart vibrating in the air. And so when I began to appreciate how um, mystical and how much of a heavenly connection is, you know, the sound of heaven says it's the sound of many waters, the sound of many harpists playing their harps. And so as it is in heaven, if we can make some of that happen here on earth, I believe that we uh, bring a touch of heaven down to earth. And that has been my experience. When I've gathered my harp schools, I've had, you know, a dozen or more people worshiping on the harp in the same room. You can imagine what that sounds like. It's so heavenly. And so I have created uh, this school of the, uh, the prophetic harp because, you know, the harp has been used in the Bible. The prophet called for the harpist. I think they were fully aware of the uh, heavenly nature of the sound of the harp. And so it is my great joy in life to actually uh, bring that sound of the harp. And uh, in all the nations that I mentioned, uh, groups of people, hundreds actually, are worshiping on the harp. And, and what I've done to help that um, come come to pass, even in uh, David's day when the student and the teacher were uh, present, learning and uh, apprenticing each other in with each other, um, I'm trying to do the same thing. So I have live harp schools that I'm doing. In fact, I'm I'm doing a uh, a live harp school in Texas uh, at the end of. Um, um, March, and, and whenever this show is released, I, I'm, I'm hoping that people will be able to hear about it. And um, so I have an online school as well, so people can have a live class online. And uh, we all, I also have my complete harp school that is on DVD. Um, it's, it's downloadable, so uh, it comes with a workbook, as well as all the live classes that we did in Israel. Um, there's an amazing experience that we have had in the sense that uh, people can watch exactly what we did in the, in, in the nation of Israel. And uh, I, I was 
able to capture that on video, and now people can uh, do that at the convenience of their own their, their own home. Well, I have a few questions, Michael. If in order for a sure. person to learn to play the harp, obviously they have to own a harp. Do they? Can they do it on a little harp, or they have to do it on a big harp, or what do you tell beginners? That's a good question because uh, many people, when they think about playing a harp, they think of the big concert harp. Mm -hmm. uh, that's very expensive and definitely out of the reach of many people. Um, if you go to my website, uh, michael-david.com, and just click on three ways you can learn the harp, um, there is a uh, place at the bottom of that page where you can actually purchase a, a small uh, harp. It's good quality. Uh, it's, it's a good student harp, and it's very portable, so people can... Uh, purchase that, and it's very reasonable in cost as well, so um, people can obtain a harp that way, and for many of my harp schools, people just purchase a harp and, uh, and bring it along to them, whether it's in Israel or whether it's in Texas, like I said it was going to be. Wow, and do people need to know how to read notes, or they can just play by ear? Well, that's the thing about my harp schools. Um, complete beginners can intend as well as uh, people who have some musical experience, it's helpful, uh, and even as, if they are a harpist. Um, but many harpists, they learn how to play by notes, and so um, it's it's reading a page of music, and uh, they're kind of stuck to the page, and, and, and once they play that music, they don't know how to play spontaneously. And the nature of my uh, harp school is that I help people to learn to play by ear so that they can interpret simple chord charts, and uh, it enables the student to play the harp and pray and worship without relying on reading music. If and a so person can... the truth is, is, you know, that people can learn without having um, a lot of musical background. I mean, the more they have, the better. But uh, I have found that, uh, that people can catch on uh, quite easily with uh, my method of teaching. Well, I, I play piano by ear. I can also read notes, but I prefer to play by ear. So somebody like me who can play by ear, maybe that would be easy to learn to play harp by ear too or i don't know now i'm curious <laughs> i think it would be a perfect candidate for it and the truth is uh most of my curriculum has uh, a hebraic songs as part of and parcel of the whole uh, program and so uh, i i teach them to play with the special hebraic scales that are set up to sound like the time that david would have played uh, as a matter of fact I teach people how to play the music of the Bible that is indicated by the special cantillation pointings. Uh, many uh, people who've been to Hebrew school, uh, they learn the vowels and the pointings on the, on the, on the words uh, in the Hebrew characters, but they see these other additional markings. And my wife, actually, when she was in Hebrew school, went to her teacher and said, what are these extra markings? And, and um, they, she, her teacher says, well, they're called cantillation pointings, but we don't know what they mean. Uh, but the truth is, um, there was a, a musicologist who is a Jewish person who ex ex uh, discovered that these were actual musical notes. And so um, you can play the harp with these notes and actually hear what the original uh, sound of the music was intended to sound like. And so uh, I could play that for you right now if you'd like. You have a harp right there at the ready? Uh, I do have a harp at the ready, as is the normal way I do things, yes. All righty. Well, I say go for it. Okay. Well, let me just um, pull my harp up here. Um, I'm going to play um, the most important scripture in, in, in the Bible. Yeshua was asked, you know, what is the most important commandment? And, of course, uh, from the Shema, we hear, Hear, O Israel, in Deuteronomy 6, 4. Uh, we know that this is, this is the, uh, the, the most important scripture, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And so here's the scale that um, uh, is used in this Hebraic music, and the pointings that are on the Hebrew are indicated by those marks. So here's the scale. Doesn't that sound like something out of the Middle East? Oh, yeah. I like it already. So here it is in Hebrew and in English. Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, 
I love it. I love it. I love it. I have to ask you, Michael, if a person learns to play on a small harp, then how easy or hard is it to learn on the larger harp? It's exactly translatable. Um, these smaller harps have levers on them that allow you to change the key, but the bigger harps, uh, instead of using levers, you use pedals. But that's quite a bit more an expensive item and you do have to learn how to use those pedals if you go to the bigger harp. But there are other bigger harps that have levers on them as well. So everything I teach my students how they can um, flip the levers and go to the different key signatures that you have to set before you start any given song. Wonderful. That was beautiful. Can you tell me more about this live school that's taking place in Texas? Absolutely. Um, this live school is taking place at the Capernaum Studios in Texas. That's the set of The Chosen. <gasps> and so if you can't go to Israel, you might as well uh, play the harps uh, on set in the same... Have you seen The Chosen? Oh my gosh, yes. I love it. It's so authentic. And so we're going to be there um, enjoying that particular surroundings. And it's, it's March 19th to 26th, uh, 2023. And so I definitely invite uh, those who have been touched by this uh, idea of playing the harp, that they should uh, actually uh, attend with, with us. Um, my website is uh, michael-david.com and then it's uh, slash harp school. So if you would like to find out how to play the harp and come to this school in, at the Capernaum Studios in Texas, it's about an hour and a half, sorry, hour and a quarter outside of Dallas. So it's, it's accessible through the airport. So uh, michael-david.com slash harp school. Uh, but you know what, if you can't make the harp school in Texas, uh, we do offer Zoom, online Zoom classes. And uh, I've done that successfully with, you know, people as far away as uh, Malaysia. And we had a whole class there that was very successful. And my entire school of the prophetic harp is also available as a download, uh, which offers hours of teaching from the complete uh, course that I taught in Jerusalem. And often, uh, in the footage that you'll see on that course, that uh, it was at the site where the events that I'm teaching about actually took place. Imagining being at the Pool of Siloam and, and uh, learning how to worship on the harp there and, and uh, the uh, uh, Garden Tomb and the Garden of Gethsemane and the, the City of David. It was an amazing uh, time. So the, those, those are the three ways that you can uh, learn to play the harp at my live classes or online on Zoom classes or, or just purchase my, my course. So amazing, that's amazing. That's available. And Michael, rumor has it that you have a CD of instrumental harp music. Tell us about that and how we can get that. I do. You know, for your particular audience, uh, I thought that uh, it would be appropriate to mention um, the harp um, instrumental CD that I created. I went to Israel, I had my portable recording device with me, and I sat down at some of these biblical sites and just off of the top of my head, just began to worship and began to um, try to capture the essence of what had happened in that place. And so it, the album is called A Prophetic Harp on a Musical Journey Through Israel. And if they go to my website, uh, michaeldavid.com, and go to the Messianic Marketplace, uh, they can just click on there and uh, they can either uh, get a CD or actually um, get a download of it from there. I suspect that it is truly anointed. I can already feel it in my kishkas. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was a very special time, I have to tell you. I don't believe anything like that has been recorded, especially on a biblical instrument uh, like the harp. I think people really get the sense that the atmosphere that's created in worship on the harp, having been recorded right in Israel, will really take them there. It's a beautiful thing. Wow. Well, Michael, this has just been amazing, and... There In 25 years of doing Bagels and Blessings, I have never spoken with anyone about this particular topic. And so I am just so blessed to have you on my program. And 
I'm wondering if, before we wrap it up completely, is there anything you'd like us to be praying for? Oh, well, thank you. Yes, I have many um, things that I'm doing as it pertains to the harp. Um, I'm, I'm doing these classes. Um, I'm hoping to establish yet more and more uh, uh, harp schools. Uh, I also have a, a electronic harp that I am uh, have designed. It's called the Harpella, and I'm just needing a little bit more um, a technical uh, help on that. Um, and so they can be praying that that this electric harp, they can go to harptronics.com and, and see how beautiful this instrument is. It's also on my website, so michaeldavid.com. You'll be able to see images of that being played. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Very exciting. I wonder if you would bless us with doing the ironic benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom, his peace. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being my guest today. What a blessing. Please give my love to Sapora, and I look forward to talking with her soon as well. God bless you. Okay, shalom to you as well. Shalom. Again, that was my interview with Michael David. I hope you enjoyed it. I've always found the harp to be a very beautiful and soothing instrument, and I know that you really enjoyed hearing his music as well. Remember that date I mentioned earlier, February 25th, if you live in the Rochester, New York area, I really hope you come and that you invite your neighbors and your friends and your family members. It's going to be so much fun. A lot of great talent lined up, raffle prizes all night long, and delicious, yummy things for the bake sale. So again, that's at Congregation Shemai Israel, Saturday night, February 25th at 7 p.m. We're at 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton. And it's $5 a person, $10 a family, and I hope to see you there. Now, the beautiful thing about today's program, as you just heard a beautiful benediction from Michael David, but now you're going to be doubly blessed because just as I play every week on the program, you are now going to hear the song one more time by a beloved friend. May he rest in peace. This is Philip Stanley Klein with the ironic benediction. Hear it, and may you feel God's blessing upon you and your family. And God bless you. Vikunecha Yesadunai Panamalecha Vyasimlecha Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. This is Ethel Chadwick saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be with you. Remember, every day of your life is an opportunity to be a blessing to someone. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Shalom. Shalom.